For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Soda Citizen podcast, a podcast that highlights all of the reasons why Columbia, South Carolina is an amazing place to call home. My name is Mary Lane Sloan. And I'm Brad Allen. Mary Lane and I run The Art of Real Estate, a local real estate brokerage here in Columbia with the goal of not just helping people buy and sell homes, but to go beyond that to help create a sense of community that people are proud to call home. Thanks so much for tuning in. All right, y'all. Well, welcome to our fifth episode of the Soda Citizen podcast. Yep, we're still mm-hmm. calling it Soda Citizen. It's sticking. It's, it's getting there, right? On. A little mm-hmm. bit. So I uh, want to welcome everybody to the podcast. Um, we've got some great guests that Mary Lane's going to introduce. Yeah. Here. So we're really excited to have Robert Hughes, president of Hughes Development Corporation and the master developer for the Bull Street Project. Thanks so much for being with us, as well as John Sir. Did I say that right? No. No. Dang. <laughs> Sure. 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 What's like we're sharing took, something. Oh, I'm going to share some history with you. Sure. <laughs> now I will always remember. Sure. It's okay. all good. There we learned, go. That's how I learned dessert, right? Two S's. That's right. You always mm. want more. Yeah. And a desert only has one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Point. You know. yeah. Yeah. See, I need something to remember God, that. So John who shares with us about history. There I got go. it. It's all, good. all right. And so he, of course, is with us um, uh, with the cultural um, resources with Historic Columbia. And he's back right. for his second time. Third. Third time. So he's um, a regular on the show. I'm Thanks good. for coming back. Hey, I'm glad to be Absolutely. Here. Thank you. So I'm severely excited. Severely. Severely, That's, yes, severely <laughs> excited. Everybody hold on. Um, Robert, you've joined us and that John's here as well. Um, because we're talking about the Bull Street District this this episode, and it is just a really cool spot. And there's a lot of like numbers I can throw out about how big it is and like the biggest land mass of a metropolitan city, all that stuff, which I can't remember. So I'm not gonna try, John. But at the end of the day, it is very near and dear to our hearts because it's a big part of our city and we love the city. So we're gonna talk about it a little bit. So um I figure I'll kick it off with John. Okay. Like what has this property been? Like the big pieces, not like every year, but like what it start as, what it's used for. Well, it started out um, relatively small um, by our current standards. Um, It was really situated just north of the original city limits. So for those who do not know, Columbia is an 18th century city found in 1786 and Elmwood Avenue today was called Upper Street. And, um, you know, where Calhoun Street is, that was Lumber Street. And that's where the Asane Asylum, as it was called then, mm-hmm. uh, was erected. And um, in 1827, it received its first patient. Um, and it grew from that to the northeast, um, essentially kind of gobbling up um, farmland as needed. Um, and it became, for all intents and purposes, a city within a city. And I think that's what makes it such an incredible opportunity for Columbia is, you know, how do you kind of recreate and, and rethink a city? Well, the opportunity to redevelop a city by having a city within a city is, is pretty pretty amazing from a historian's yeah. perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so like Civil War era, I know they used it. I think the the North occupied it for a little bit too and some other things along the way. Well, depends on how you say occupied. Okay. <laughs> um, there were a lot of Northern- um, Aggression. Northern soldiers <laughs> who were imprisoned there, albeit briefly, mm-hmm. from December of 1864 until February 18th, February 17th of 1865. So Camp Asylum 
was located behind um, what is part of the Babcock building today. So that's the large building for those who are driving into Columbia on um, Elmwood Avenue. That's the one that has the large cupola on it. Um, didn't quite look that way in 1865, yeah. but uh, it was still very much a, a local landmark. Yeah. And then I guess they've just developed it to more modern times up until the 1990s. Is that when it kind um, of shuttered? It, it, it parts of it closed in the 1990s. It was kind of drawn down all the way up until maybe five or six years ago. December was, of 2015. Okay. Was when the last patient was yeah, on well, campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the, um, the, the building campaign, so to speak, was in kind of fits and starts from really the 1820s all the way up through probably the 1960s. That's when you saw your last significant um, uh, buildings being erected there. Very cool. Yeah. And then fast forward today, right? Right. Give a little bit of brief history on how Hughes Development came sure. to, to take on the project. So our company for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years has really focused on kind of the the hairy, hard um project that really others might overlook or might not want to take on. Right. And for us, those are the projects where we can have the biggest impact. So our, our mission as a company is to do the project that others might not want to do where we can have an outsized impact uh, based on our experiences and we can really improve the land at which we're working on. And so something we say in our office all the time is we want to create more value than we capture in every real estate deal that we do. And when we looked at Bull Street, the first time anyone in our company stepped foot on Bull Street was December of 2008. Okay. I'll tell you how long mm-hmm. we have been looking yeah. and working on this project. And the state marketed it for two years in 55 countries is what we always heard. Two years, 55 countries, and they had one bidder. They had bidders for pieces, but they had right. one company that said, we'll take this whole thing on. And that was our company. And at the time I was living in New York City, I I did not even know much of Bull Street other than what you heard as a South Carolina resident mm-hmm. growing up on, yeah. on what that thr- place threatened. is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I did not know really um, that much about it at the time. And for us, in looking at a project where we can have, we can come in, we can be very patient with how we approach it, uh, and we can really be meticulous in sort of reshaping it. And the opportunity here in a market like Columbia that we have always loved, uh, being the state capital, being the most stable economy in our state, having tons of potential, uh, we got really excited about it. So we first stepped foot on December of 2008, Winter contract in 2010, took us about two years to get the project zoned, worked closely with Historic Columbia, a lot of other organizations did design charrettes, really tried to understand what the vision was. You know, I don't think we're, we're not necessarily local, but I don't see us as outsiders either. This is our state. This is our state capital. We're based in Greenville, 90 minutes up the road, but Columbia is our, I mean, Columbia is my backyard. I feel Mm -hmm. like I live here now. Um, (laughs) And for us... Uh, we want to be sure that the vision matched sure. what the what the community wanted. And and there's always conversations there and there's give and takes and everybody right. compromises certain things. But for us, it was setting a vision, setting a course and really getting excited about taking what John described as a city within a city that had effectively been abandoned yeah. uh, and left and, mm-hmm. and, and left to rot and bring it back in sort of in a new modern way that will have it have a whole new life for the next 200, 300 years. Yeah, right. absolutely. So Robert, tell us a little bit about what's happening at Bull Street like right now and then kind of what the vision is for it. Absolutely. Uh, so right now, they're probably eight or nine construction crews on the mm-hmm. site yeah, in different places. There. Uh, and it's been that way pretty consistent for the last several years. Under construction right now, uh, REI, mm-hmm. which is the biggest, one of the biggest names to announce I'm they're coming to Bull Street. I'm very excited about that one. They mm-hmm. open early May. 
So that building is being finished up as we speak. The roads and parking lots and things Mm -hmm. around it are being finished right now, if the rain will stop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, We're doing some selective demolition and other site prep for a few new developments. Uh, The Babcock building, which John mentioned, uh, hopefully is under construction in the next few months. Okay. Uh, That was transferred. It's Mm -hmm. going to be one of the most spectacular (laughs) renovations in our state, maybe in the region. I mean, it it will be a showcase and a showpiece for this city uh, and this region forever. And just for our listeners, what's going in the Babcock building? So the Babcock building, Mm -hmm. which is about 230,000 square feet, Mm -hmm. uh, has, I think, about 1,400 windows, is getting a full (laughs) historic renovation. So every one of those 1,400 windows. Historic Columbia is going to be really upset about those windows. (laughs) That's always here. Like, we got historic windows. It's a character-defining feature. (laughs) They are absolutely doing right. Right. (laughs) And all, I believe, I don't have the number exactly right, but every window will be fully restored to its original condition. Nice. They're bringing a whole window working shop onto the site they to, have to, to repair those think. windows. <laughs> yes. uh, and it will, be, it will be converted into 208 apartment units, apartment four units. rent okay. apartments with great outdoor space, mm-hmm. really interesting units. You know, a lot of apartment buildings you go into today, you've got like a, you know, a bunch of one mm-hmm. bedrooms mm-hmm. and a bunch of two mm-hmm. bedrooms. They all kind of look the same. Right. They might have different countertops, but they're not that different. My understanding is they have 208 different units. Oh, wow. You cannot nice. get two of the same unit because the building was designed in such a unique way sure. that there's no way to create, you know, four floors of the exact same unit on every floor. Mm-hmm. Every floor is different. Wow. Every unit's different. It's going to be really neat. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. So funny story about y'all's vision, and this is kind of a little off script for us, but like I remember a couple of years ago, I, I met with yourself and um, uh, your father and Chandler and some other people. And we met at the Babcock building, like, hey, we have an idea. And so just a little back, a brief history. Mary Lane and I helped to start a church called Downtown Church, it's a mm-hmm. Presbyterian church. And we were a mobile church for a while, and we're not. I'm, I am ordained. Just want to throw that out there. Um, we'll talk about that later. We'll let awesome. anybody in. <laughs> but I remember we were looking at the chapel on the on the campus, and that really wasn't going to fit for we're looking yeah. for. And y'all were like, hey, come look at this building. And it was the energy facility. is what produced mm-hmm. energy for the entire city within a city. Yeah. And they rolled up this garage door, and I swear nobody's been in there since the 70s, although yeah. it was just working. And they're like, hey, imagine this. Yeah. And that's what's turned into central energy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, the Hughes Development has the vision. They get these random one-off buildings. Like, hey, what if? And A, pr- a preservation award recipient, by the way. It, it was, right. yeah. Ooh. The second on the campus, or maybe even the third at this uh, point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was great. I mean, we'll it, <laughs> we had Garvin Design help do it all yeah. and all that yeah. stuff, but it was started with the vision of the Hughes Development going, hey, what if? Mm-hmm. And then we were dumb enough to follow and it turns into one of the it's awesome it's, it's, it's our yeah. church yeah it is one of the coolest spaces i've ever been in yeah mm-hmm. um and i'm obviously biased but i can't find anything like it yeah. anywhere and, and the church did an amazing job yeah. converting that space and the events have been right yeah i mean yeah. i think their weddings are booked for yeah. the whole yes. year i mean it's yeah. it's amazing how much is happening in that space yeah that's a whole other podcast but yeah no it is it is a church <laughs> we're there 24 7 right and then we do uh use that space for bringing yes. people to the church. But um, that aside, um, so Robert, the other part I want to talk about is a um, little bit about haters, right? Like yeah. it's a 20 year project, I mm-hmm. believe we're year six, right? Mm-hmm. So we're getting there. Um, and, you know, people are, people are hating on stuff. Anytime they can hate on something that's a city project, right? Sure. Um, they're, they're upset, you know, bone Especially just, when it's not happening as fast as they think sure, it should be right. happening. Sure. Yeah. Right. But I mean, even listening to the lead up, how long it's taken you off from the time you looked mm-hmm. at it to even kind of going under contract and starting. Um, do you feel like you're on track for what everything's moving along or ahead of schedule or? I mean, for us, we said 20 years to start because no city in South Carolina can absorb that density that quickly. When you've it's got 180 home. acres and you're talking about building 3.3 million commercial square feet, 
in 3,500 residential units. If we were to build all that tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. all, you know, 95% of it would be empty. So you've got yeah. to respond to the market. And a lot of the planning up front was to put in flexibility. Yeah. What uses where and when, yeah. uh, you know, 20 years, you got to be ready to to survive an economic recession, maybe sure. two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to be able to respond to a lot of different things. And so for us, we put our first shovel in the ground in January of 2015, so five years and two months ago. And if you look at all that has been built, the oh, largest yeah. private mm -hmm. office building in the state, in, excuse me, in the city in the last 12 years, first base building mm -hmm. built at Bull Street. Uh, you look at all the historic structures mm -hmm. that have been renovated, brought back to life with SoCo right. second location, uh, SCDNR, townhomes, already people living back there. In, in our vision, we are ahead of schedule. We okay. are attracting, we are doing the things that it takes to bring people in, but we're not, and this was a rub we've always had, is we're not willing to sacrifice quality for time. Right. We're not going to let the timeline dictate what yeah. we do or outside pressure. So we, you get one shot at this. Mm -hmm. yeah. A site of this size, of this level of importance, we get one chance. Where we put that road is, that road mm -hmm. better be there for the next 200 right. years. Yeah. So we get one chance to put that in. Uh, so we've taken a lot of time to yeah. think through, you know, if you go out to Bull Street and you look at the detail, that street light that's there was not just a street light that we plucked off right. of somewhere else. We <laughs> spent probably three days studying which street lights to put in and why. They all have gigabit fiber brought to them and power brought to them. And they have tracks on them to hang banners and cameras and Wi-Fi hotspots. We tried to think through wow. all of the things that it takes for this place to be a vibrant community, not just in the next five years, but for the next 50, 100, yeah. 200 years. And that takes a lot of time. Yeah. So yeah. we understand it, but we're, I mean, we are doing exactly what we said we would do. And we've we've tried really hard to fit that vision of of bringing the district and, and the people into the district that, that Columbia's asked for. Sure. So it, what it, would you say, sorry, real quick, yeah, to like... Sure. I call them the chicken littles. Like the sky is falling just because bone in closed. Sure. Right. Uh, the first thing I would say, and, and I hope, I don't know exactly when this podcast publishes, mm -hmm. but I would be uh, surprised if it's today, I, that won't be the case, but I hopefully very soon we announce a replacement. Okay. Uh, we've had a lot of interest in that building. We mm -hmm. announced Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant yeah. today. Right, right. Uh, we're building a new building for them <laughs> along Bull Street near the Starbucks and REI. Uh, the demand is there. Right. And okay. Capgemini has 500 workers in the building next door. Mm -hmm. All the state office workers restaurants will do very well. The food trucks that come out to Bull Street do mm -hmm. phenomenally well. I'm not, I get the fear. Mm -hmm. um, I understand it. Mm -hmm. It's easy to feel, but uh, for us, it it's uh, it's going to be a, not even a blip. So just tell them to take a deep breath and be patient. We're, we're not, <laughs> we are not concerned. Okay. And it, <laughs> it probably impacts us more than anybody. Okay. And we're not concerned. Okay. Great. Well, like in commercial real estate, and I never know the answer to this, like either density brings restaurants or restaurants brings density. And I think sometimes you just it just happens, right? I mean, I don't think there's a, a way that you can figure it out. Sometimes restaurants come and go and sometimes housing comes and goes. Um, so, yeah. They say rooftops, the old line was rooftops brings retail. And I think that's true. Hmm. Uh, but if you look at where Bull Street is, just because we have, I guess we have nine rooftops on this campus today and the senior living facility just op is about to open. That'll yeah. be 120 more quote, rooftops, but look at the neighborhoods around Bull right. Street. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of rooftops there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, how, and how phenomenal they're doing it. Yeah. What mm -hmm. great, I mean, the Cottontown yeah. neighborhood right across yeah. Bull is, I mean, what you're seeing happening there is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and all the residential neighborhoods in the downtown in general, not even just around Bull Street. So the rooftops are already there. I mean, Bull Street is on, there's 43,000 cars a day that pass right in front mm -hmm. of Bull Street's front yeah. door. So in terms of retail surviving at Bull Street, there, there's not a, really a concern on our side whatsoever. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things I would add too is, you know, you're talking about all the infrastructure that and all the detailed work that you put into um, 
the road networks and the lighting and so forth, but it's, it's also manipulating the land in a way that makes good sense environmentally. Mm-hmm. And so daylighting, uh, formerly culverted creeks and making the lake yeah. and whatnot, um, that's smart growth. Mm-hmm. And that creates destinations mm-hmm. for people who may not necessarily even live um, in Bull Street District, but are, are around. And that's going to bring greater yeah. energy. And then, you know, it's, it's just, it's really been um, fulfilling from my perspective as a native of Columbia mm-hmm. and literally being kind of having Bull Street in my backyard because historic Columbia is literally just, you know, mm-hmm. half a block away. Um, it's, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. It's been fun. To watch. And, it's, and it's been gratifying to be able to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so John, would you say that you are proud of the historical preservation and steps that they have taken in developing the Bull Street District? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, it, with with maybe one exception, there really wasn't anything. What is that? Yes. Windows. Windows. No, 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 no. You t- this is the vagaries of the English language. With one exception, there was not there was not one building that mm-hmm. had to be saved. So oh. Hughes has been very proactive, you know, mm-hmm. working with Historic Columbia and others to preserve more buildings they had mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a step in the right direction. That's the right attitude to go in. Right. You know, are there buildings that will have to be demolished? Yeah, there, there will be. But mm-hmm. there's also smart growth and there's use of an integrating facades, for instance, with mm-hmm. Williams Building and so forth mm-hmm. into some of the new construction. And so, you know, historic preservation isn't just about preserving the building, Mm -hmm. um, it's also preserving the memory and the stories and being respectful of um, what was there before. And I think that is being achieved Mm -hmm. um, and it can be achieved in not just maintaining structures that are old um, and revitalized, but also um, uh, granting public access. And Mm -hmm. and we've, we've Mm -hmm. partnered in that as well Mm -hmm. uh, with, with special public tours of the, uh, of the site, which Mm -hmm. has been amazing. And and I think there's a misconception, you know, the term real estate developer has Mm -hmm. a lot of meanings to a lot of people (laughs) and a lot of connotations associated Uh with it. And, you know, uh, sometimes I think that can, the, the conception can be that, Hey, the developer is going to come in, he's going to tear every building down. He's going to rip every tree tree out. out. And Mm -hmm. he wants, he's going to just rob the dirt of all of its wonderful natural history. And for us, we would not have been interested in bull street if it were a farm mm-hmm. if a bull street was just a flat piece of dirt that we had to just you know just put some roads on and mm-hmm. and build some buildings on it would not have been of any interest to, to our right. company the authenticity that the buildings bring and that the trees bring mm-hmm. are what makes the site so special yeah. it's what attracts people like rei mm-hmm. uh it's what attracts local businesses mm-hmm. as well to want to be there to be part of something bigger and so having clear cutting that site and taking all the buildings down was never something we considered right. uh and i think i appreciate john saying it i and I wasn't even around for part of this negotiation, but originally I think it was five buildings were agreed would be preserved. And that mm-hmm. was part of our agreement with the city of Columbia uh, with input from historic Columbia and other organizations. And we said, we'll try our best to save as many more as makes sense in the plan, but mm-hmm. we're not, we don't want to be bound to mm-hmm. do that, right. but it is important to us. And we're now up to 10. Oh. So we've now doubled that number. Central energy, we're downtown churches mm-hmm. is one of those additional, yep. additional five, but we just closed in January on the the sixth, the 10th building that mm-hmm. will be saved. So it is important to mm-hmm. us and it'll, it's what makes people fall in love with bullshit. Yeah. Already when you come on to bullshit, if this was a farm and yep. you went out there, mm-hmm. yeah. you no. wouldn't, it wouldn't feel great. No. It already feels great yeah. because mm-hmm. of the trees and the buildings. We just have to cultivate and curate it mm-hmm. so that it's a great mix to get that vision of density yeah. and new urbanism and a lots of jobs and lots of people mixed in mm-hmm. with the history. That's the balance we've yeah. been working right. on. And I think a, a good example of that is like you said earlier, daylighting that creek. There was yeah. an underground creek or a creek that was put underground. I think it was two 89 inch culverts. Y'all daylighted it. Now it's a pond. There's a 20 acre park. 
There's mm-hmm. a dog park out there. There's right. some grilling sheds. I don't. What do you call those? Like they're shed. picnic shelters. Yeah, there you go. Picnic that sounds shelters. better than grilling sheds. There's, there's I a lot guess. of birds yeah. and waterfowl out there now. Yeah. it's it's cool. I mean, the fact that there was a th- there were a thousand linear feet of the Smith, Smith Branch Creek completely overgrown, <laughs> and was a dumping site, yeah. and then two thousand linear feet of Smith Branch and you know, two pipes underground. We have completely restored the first thousand feet, daylighted the second two thousand feet. I put in walking trails, dog yep. park. It is that is going to be, I think, one of the big draws right. to the mm-hmm. district. It officially, we will say, phase one of that yep. park is open later this spring. Yeah, and I think, I hope that it's something that the, not just the folks that live in the district, but the folks that yeah. work right across the street, live mm-hmm. over in Cottontown and Earlwood. It should be a destination. It, it, we hope it is a park that pe- everyone in Columbia yeah. feels pride and ownership in and comes right. out and enjoys. We're a weird statement, but I meeting with Bob about where central energy he's, I think he was in the dreaming phase. He's like, Hey, those steel pipes that are going off mm-hmm. the camera. He's like, I want to make the longest like swing set and have artists come paint it. And I was like, man, they're still up. Like, are they going to yeah. end up doing something like that? Or it's all about cost. <laughs> those windows, John, you yeah. have to do the windows. Right. Anyone exactly. listening to the podcast has an idea. We have drawn where it goes. We have yeah. talked about how to do it. It's just a lot more expensive uh-huh. than you'd think. But the old trellis system that carried the steam from Central Energy, yeah. mm-hmm. there's about a half mile of this overhead pipe. Right. And we've thought of ways to try, in trellis, we've thought of ways to try to get that and reuse it in the park as yeah. public art, maybe even as functional public art, uh, but really tells the story of the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, provides an amenity, something to come right. out and see. So we're studying a lot of things <laughs> like that. It could be a really big piggy bank yes. <laughs> for future <laughs> development. Everybody yeah. just drops in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll get it going. Did you enjoy your time? Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. So Robert, while we are, you know, dispelling myths and calming people down, I think one of the other rumors floating around out there is about the fireflies and whether they're going to get swept up in the minor league shenanigans and I just yes. didn't know you know because I think a lot of people are like well if the fireflies leave that's a oh. the big part of the development and then and then what so right. any two that, cents on that when I first saw that article mm-hmm. uh I when I first read it I thought there's just there, there's no way this could impact us right and I mm-hmm. sent it off and I started asking questions and the, the short answer is there's no way it will impact us mm-hmm. um but the reason that they're even talking about it is some of the older facilities where player player development's really hurt because the facilities are old. That is the best ballpark in minor league baseball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it won the award this year for ballpark of the decade uh, for the wow. for the 2010s mm-hmm. for minor league ballpark wow. of the decade. It is a phenomenal facility. It's it it's not anything anyone should be worried about. That mm-hmm. place is amazing and will continue to be home to the Fireflies. Okay. If there's a change, uh, I don't know about it. But okay. it will not. I don't think there's a chance on earth that there's not a minor league baseball team there. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact: that's a city park, so it's actually open. You can walk around it. You mm-hmm. can. I don't think you can go on the field, but you can right. eat your lunch there. Like you can use the tables. You can run steps. Like I'm, I'm not running steps. John, <laughs> Let's like, go run steps. Brad. <laughs> I was wondering where you were. Oh, oh yeah. Um, make fun of his windows. He comes out swinging. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that. I was doing some research, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, it's wide open unless they're having an event or a ball game. It's one of the best things about the park. And, and the team owner had a great point. He said the city invested a ton of money into this mm-hmm. ballpark it belongs to the citizens so come out and enjoy it it's yeah. a third of a mile around the concourse come out jog six laps you've run mm-hmm. two miles head home get your workout and run the stairs bring your family it's easter sunday your family's in town visiting take them out and show off your ballpark he said mm-hmm. six laps like that's just normal <laughs> you said run the stairs oh. <laughs> well, you know, what's really interesting um when people were hearing that there's going to be a ballpark at, at bull street and they're like oh it's, ball- it's unprecedented i was like no, it's precedent. There was a ballpark there. Mm-hmm. It's a great panoramic view of. Was there, are the same spot? 
Uh, very close. Really? Very mm-hmm. close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this wonderful panoramic um, image that was drawn about 1915. And I think the original is actually at South Carolina Library. It may be with the Departmental Health. I'm not sure. But there's a ballpark and it shows people out there playing. Oh, and that? so, you know, it was uh, it's, it's a natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. not? Um, so switching gears a little bit, talk about housing. Yep. I know there's some townhomes that have been built and sold. I think they're building some new ones. Mm-hmm. What is, I really haven't seen a lot about what the overall theme is with any kind of residential. Is it high rise kind of? Housing, single family, what's the thoughts there? Sure. So going back to that idea of flexibility, right? So we wanted as much flexibility as possible in the development, not knowing what the market might demand. You know, in 2007, when there were some design charrettes happening at Bull Street, I think they drew, someone drew like 1,800 condos on Mm -hmm. Bull Street. Well, condos didn't survive about another year in any market, (laughs) right? uh, not to mention Columbia. So we have a lot of flexibility out there. Right now, there are uh, there's Town Park at Bull Street, mm-hmm. which is a 28 unit townhome complex. The first five built and sold, second four Good. under construction yeah. now. Uh, and there would be ultimately be 28 in that little one acre block yeah. behind the Babcock building up against Calhoun Street. Really great way to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I actually live in a townhome in Greenville and it, it you know, I love townhouse living. Yeah. I'm a big believer. Mm-hmm. So those are great opportunities for ownership. We'll have a lot of multifamily yeah. uh, between the Babcock building and new construction project. We have a senior living project that just opened yeah. called Merrill Gardens. Which Ultimately, is phenomenal. Like that place is not your normal. It's incredibly nice. Yeah. Right. Right. And the vision there, which is really neat, is, you know, if you're if a grandparent or parent or grandparent moves in there and the kids or grandkids are in the neighborhood or are still living in Columbia, excuse me. Grandma better get a visit when you take her grandson to the baseball game. Oh, right, on, yeah. On <laughs> right. Yeah. So grandma, Don't post that yeah. on social media. Exactly. Grandma's going to know you're there. Grandma's out in the suburbs behind a, fence, behind a gate somewhere. Right. You know, grandma might not get a visit. Yeah. Or you might not but know. You can walk across the street. Right. Yeah. When you're right across the street, she's you better go visit. She's got binoculars. She's like, I see you. Exactly. So that's, mm-hmm. that's part of their story is being in the urban environment. But ultimately, Brad, I think we'll probably have some single family detached. We're yeah. zoned for it. We The vision at Bull Street's been to be denser than that, gotcha. to try to get Makes more sense. use mm-hmm. and more developed yeah. land and more developed buildings on the property. So we may not, but I think we'll have some small, maybe small homes, single family detached, yeah. a lot more townhome, probably right. some condo. Condos mm-hmm. are back. Yeah. Uh, condos are kind of a great way to live as well. Yeah. So probably some condos ultimately as well, but we're zoned for 3,558 units. Mm. Uh, so that's Jeez. a lot of people, yeah. and a lot of units. And I don't know that we'll get to that number, yeah. but uh, by the time it's all said and done, I think you'll see it well over 2,000, if not 3,000. Do you have to do anything with like bring a fire, fire station in or you're so close to Laurel street and everything like that, that services... I believe that that services everything there. Yeah. Yes, we've mm-hmm. we've thought a lot about fire protection, right. especially with the old buildings and the new buildings as yeah. we've been through construction. Yeah, but, uh, no, there's no there's been no talk of that. Yeah, perfect. Um, how about shopping? I mean, I know we've got some shops that have that have opened, and some yep. that are thinking about. A lot of them right now are on the Bull Street mm-hmm. Road, um, but there's a whole like area designed for shopping district. Right. right? Is that kind of like we said earlier? We're waiting for maybe housing and retail to fill in or how's that work? No, it's been interesting. And there was a lot of conversation early with another development partner who is working on a big retail center, right? right? 400,000 square feet of retail in one development. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, and then, you know, 
there was retail Mageddon, right? Everyone right. said mm-hmm. that there's not going to be any more brick and mortar. Everyone's going to get everything off the internet. Right. Well, I think mm-hmm. those were two extremes that sure. neither of which would come true. We've taken the approach, and I think you've seen that brick and mortar retail is not going anywhere. Right. It's how you interact with brick Correct. and mortar mm-hmm. retail. What is available in the store? Right. You're not going to buy a kayak that you might buy at REI on the internet. Yep. Um, you want to go see it, feel it, touch it. Uh, and so retailers like that, the experiential retailers are still growing. And what we like about Bull Street and what we see as the opportunity Right. One of the many opportunities is its central location and the ability to attract retail. Columbia, and I still don't understand this, is the largest city in this country that doesn't have an Apple store. I was about Dude, to say, hey, what do we need started. to do to get an don't Apple store right, down there? Yeah. And I, I, Columbia should have an Apple store anywhere. I'd love mm-hmm. for it to be at Bull Street. Mm-hmm. I'd love for it to be at Five Points. I'd love for yeah. it to be at the mall. I'd love for it to be anywhere. But there are retailers. Right. It's a symptom of a sign of all of the retailers that are not in this market that should be. Right. And what Bull Street, we think, brings is the opportunity for that retailer to be in the central part of the market. Not necessarily out by the mall, not right. necessarily out at Forest <clears throat> Acres, but in the heart of downtown Columbia. And that's what REI told us. They said, we looked at the mall, mm-hmm. we looked at other places. We want to capture the entire market right. and be in the center of downtown. And that's really what Bull Street is. I mean, Bull Street's the intersection mm-hmm. of 26 and 77 yeah. in downtown. Right. It's a, I mean, it's an urban destination right. already. It just had no, nothing to bring yeah. the general public to it. Yeah. We're adding that. And we've had great success. I mean, the retailers aren't growing yeah. that quickly right mm-hmm. now. They're right. all being very selective in mm-hmm. what they're doing. But the retail interest in this market is strong. And the more, the more Columbia grows, the better Columbia does the more tenants like Apple will have to right. take notice and have to locate here. Yeah. So Apple, if you're listening, <laughs> we've got a great opportunity for you at Bull Street. <laughs> uh, if we could actually keep Pottery Barn and Restoration Hardware out for a while, I'm building, I'm, I'm working on a house right now. I was going to say, <laughs> no. I know. I'm always, well, the funny part is in my pocketbook. <laughs> yeah. line, right? yeah. um, I mean, I can't even walk into the outlet in Nashville. Do you need um, some windows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would like that place, wouldn't you? Um, so yeah, kind of to round us out a little bit, um, we've always we've asked John this question about three times now, so we'll just leave him to Robert. But um, <laughs> at this point, where do you see Columbia? Not just Bull Street. I mean, obviously yeah. we hope that's a huge anchor. That's I mean, it's not going to compete with the Main Street District and the Five Points and the Vista. Yeah. But like, where do you see Columbia as a developer, or maybe just personally in the next five years? Well, it, to me, that question, and I've thought about that before. You know, Columbia is the most stable market in this state. Uh, I've started saying. And I, I've kind of s- stolen this from elsewhere, but that's what all great real estate developers do. Um, <laughs> that Columbia you borrow is, it. Uh, borrow, that's right. Thank you. Um, but Columbia is really a, a four-legged stool economy, mm-hmm. if you think about it. From the university mm-hmm. to the state government to the fort to the insurance industry, Columbia is a very, very stable market. So for us, looking at this market, we've always said there is immense opportunity here. Right. Uh, for this city to grow and start retaining the talent that it produces. Columbia mm-hmm. is also the largest exporter of talent with mm-hmm. all the students yeah. that yes. move out after they, they finish they school. Right. Yeah. And so for us, that was part of the vision of Bull Street is how can Bull Street be part of the solution that retains the talent? And so you look at companies like Capgemini that said, we chose Columbia because of Bull Street. We believe Bull Street will give us a recruiting edge. Mm-hmm. We'll have 500 workers, the majority of whom will be under the age of 30, making a great salary hopefully graduates of a local university Mm -hmm. staying here. So if Columbia can continue to do that, and then you think about the growth of the river and the outdoor opportunities, the greenway systems, you think of all of the things Columbia is doing from a livability standpoint, and it can retain that talent. Mm -hmm. I think there's huge upside opportunity. There there are headwinds. I mean, Columbia's Mm -hmm. got its set of challenges that every city does, Mm -hmm. uh, but Columbia has so much to offer. That's the Mm -hmm. other thing I've learned, having spent so much time here as an outsider, someone living only 90 minutes away, 
the perception versus the reality is very different. Right. There's so much more happening mm-hmm. here than I th- I ever had a clue. Right. And the more that can get celebrated, the more the successes here can be propped up right. and talked about. Mm-hmm. And the more there's this sense of pride in this city, I think the sky's the limit. I think Columbia has huge upside potential uh, and growth opportunities ahead of it. And we're excited to play a small part in it. Yeah. No, I think you're helping. I think you're playing a big part in it. I think um, our slogan should be Columbia. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I've always said. You can get anywhere from here. I love the slogan. I love the slogan conversation because when we first when we first started this project, mm-hmm. I said, why is, and I, maybe I shouldn't say no, that. No, right. Go for it. Why is Columbia calling itself famously hot? Uh, why are we celebrating something that we didn't that get to vote? About? Right. <laughs> but I didn't know that the slogan originally was famously hot, surprisingly cool. No, they dropped that off. And they dropped surprisingly yeah. cool. But I said, I yeah. want a Bull Street slogan to be surprisingly yeah. cool. Right. I thought it was yeah. a fun way to play yeah. it. And then we talked about this in the office. We said, well, you know, Dallas is hotter than Columbia nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So is Austin. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should say cooler than Austin. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Cooler yes, than Dallas. Yes, I like it. Yeah. The heat's the heat. Uh-huh. we got to deal with yeah, it. That's let's, right. Let's find that's ways that's to right. celebrate yeah. it. It's not that bad. No, so it's not that bad. So while you got a microphone, um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to kind of dispel or anything you want to say about Bull Street or successes we may not know about or i mean kind of why you have the the floor man oh. medical universities got land slated they're not yep. I, I think they got some more steps to go through before they can start building they've some done stuff. some demolition and okay. some site clearing they've put they've started to start some work i think yeah. you'll see a lot more into this year beginning of next year hopefully there's a lot happening out there yeah. and i think the thing that we have uh we've started calling it the denominator effect if you took everything that had happened at bull street and you spread it over say 40 acres not 180, 180, you would, mm-hmm. be, I think everyone would be blown away by the right. quality, um, by the the different uses, by all the people, all the activity. When you spread it out over 180, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to look in one direction and go, well, there's, well, there's not much nothing. happening out yeah. here. Um, but that's because of the size. That's yep. the denominator effect, as we've called it. But the truth is, Bull Street has so much happening. And even, I mean, if you haven't been in a month, Come back and see it. Yeah. If you haven't, I mean, there is, there's always something changing. And yeah. so the more we can break down this perception that there's not much happening there and there's not much happening inside those four boundaries that yeah. historically have been big boundaries, right? Yeah. I mean, you were not yeah. allowed in. Yeah. I was detained going through there when we had the property <laughs> under contract because I didn't have the right piece of paper with me. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah. truly, it was yeah. no one was. Co- so trying to kind of break down that mental yeah. block of, of, oh, I'm not allowed in there. That's not for me. Yeah. Bull Street is for everyone. If yeah. Bull Street doesn't attract everyone, Bull Street's not going to be successful. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I think um, people really need to get out and drive around mm-hmm. this yeah. entire yes. district because mm-hmm. you know, I'm driving down Hardin Street. I look over, I'm like, oh my gosh, look yeah. at all of the work that's going on there. Right. And then, you know, you go down toward Bull Street and you take a left. You're like, well, you know, I've, I've been watching that mm-hmm. for quite a while. And, mm-hmm. and then go into the interior, yeah. Um, yeah. walk around. Yeah. I mean, it is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're right. Everywhere you turn, there is something going on right now. And yeah. it's exciting. And the bre- when will the brewery, I don't know if we mentioned that actually on the podcast. We mentioned it before we were talking, but like the brewery's opening up. Iron Hill Brewery will be next year. Next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the, to, to finish John's point, yeah. you know, we didn't do anything to Bull Street, the street itself, yeah. when we started this project. Everything started internally. And sure. that was very intentional. We said yeah. well, the ballpark will go in the middle and we'll radiate out from the center and grow mm-hmm. slowly out from the middle. But this year, well, Ferrari Freed Street will connect mm-hmm. at Bull. So there'll be a new entrance to the property from mm-hmm. Bull Street itself. Uh, this year, we'll add a new stoplight along Bull Street uh, at a newly named street, which will be announced Sunday. It'll be the first street in the city of Columbia named after a woman. 
I was Mary uh, Lane Boulevard. <laughs> yes. That was happy birthday. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they can't get Good. the double name right. Sorry. Also. <laughs> Actually, this is a very fun fact. Uh, it'll be the first street. It's the it's the Women of History Month, right? Or history or women, women's history yep. women's month. History. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be announced on Sunday by the mayor and and Rachel Hodges. We'll announce the first ever street named after a woman uh, in the city. Technically, there's another Lady Street mm-hmm. right. was named after Martha Washington, not just generic right. lady, mm-hmm. but was but not truly named after. So that will be a new stoplight along Bull Street at a new entrance uh, that will help with a Starbucks. And then ultimately, we believe Bull and Elmwood will be renovated as part of the county uh, infrastructure oh, program. So theoretically, in the next 12 months, Bull Street, which forever, if you've driven down mm-hmm. Bull, you didn't see any change. Brick, brick wall. Yep. In the next 12 months, you'll see hopefully three brand new entrances all to bring people in off of Bull Street, come in and enjoy and see what's happening inside. So I think that will help change the perception of exactly what is going on inside when you can see all of it from Bull Street. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I drive through there obviously every Sunday because I'm a good Christian going man. So I go every Sunday, sometimes twice, depends. Um, I told you I'm ordained, right? And then you're on the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the stairs. stairs. Um, stairs twice. <laughs> once for church, once for the stairs. Um, but all that being said, like I see the, I see it and it's looking yeah. great. I'm very thankful for y'all yeah. doing what you do, taking some heat for it, even though it's mm-hmm. unwarranted right. and it's just part of the gig, but uh, doing it with grace too, like y'all's marketing, everything's on point. Flock and Rally's done a really good job for y'all yeah. as well. Um, but I'm glad to actually like, talk with you. And, yeah, mm-hmm. this think, is fun. I yeah. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think I stole your line, Marilyn. It's okay. It happens every time. Go ahead. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us, guys. We really appreciated having you on the show today. Uh, We also want to thank our listeners and um, be sure to subscribe and like and share so that we can continue to grow our audience. The Soda Citizen Podcast. The Soda Citizen Podcast. Great name. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Soda Citizen podcast. We hope that you found the content relevant and exciting to listen to. We'll be dropping these as frequently as we can. And if you have any ideas that you'd like to see featured here, feel free to drop us a link. And thanks to Andrew Miles for being the greatest producer we have in our company. Um, So we hope you found this relevant. Keep an eye out or an ear out because we're going to be dropping these pretty frequently. So see you soon. Emerge 2021, General Dynamics Information Technology's signature virtual event series. See vision brought to life with GDIT and over 40 leading partners showcasing real technology solutions that make an impact today and pave the way for tomorrow. Join leaders across government and industry to explore how to accelerate digital modernization for your IT enterprise. Take a deep dive into emerging technology that will transform the world and learn how defense agencies are advancing the mission with cloud. Register now at GDIT emerge. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook.